Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And we got a couple guests today. I mean, the studio's a little packed today, actually. It's going to smell like a lot of sweat and balls here afterward, but... <laughs> we got two guests by the same name. Welcome, Alex. And Alex. <laughs> What's up? How you doing? All right, so for this purposes, we are going to, just like all car guys, we're going to remember you guys by your cars. So we got Alex with the RX-7. Yep. And Alex with many cars, but we're going to go with the 8.6. Uh, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Why unfortunately? Uh, people immediately think that I've got some money or whatever because uh, I own a bunch of cars, but the reality is I'm actually dead-ass broke. Thanks. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these cars are expensive, and I'm, it's they're always breaking. Yeah. I mean, if you got a lot of cars, yeah, you're gonna be broke. There's yeah. gonna, there's a lot of repairs in that. Yeah, and uh, they, for some reason, keep falling in my hands. So I can't say no because I'm a hoarder, and I just yeah <laughs> keep taking them in. My backyard looks like a junkyard at this point, but they're all cool. So that that counts for something. Goals as fuck is what it counts for. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll just say he got both of those Corollas back when you could get them in a cereal box. <laughs> he, I doubt you paid more than three grand for either one. Yeah, none of the cars in the backyard that I own, I've I haven't paid more than probably thousand, maybe fifteen hundred bucks for them at most. The Corollas I got, one of them was free, and the other one was free, and then <laughs> the yellow. TE that I have that was 500 bucks and then the hatchback 86 that was a $200 car so I honestly I don't know what Corolla prices are like because I don't pay any of those stupid prices I think Leo got the cheapest one then in terms of price not towards free because they need you pay like $100 for yours or your Celica that was the best move you've ever made yes and we do have Leo lurking in the back as well <laughs> please give a round of applause for Mr. Bitches again <laughs> we we felt very bad for him because he was just sitting here so we just gave him a mic so he can join in it's like when you give your little brother the mad cats controller yeah <laughs> it's, uh, but but he but we we plugged his mic in though yeah yeah that's true that's true we did plug it in we'll see if we regret that later i already regret it <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and just uh, um introduce yourself arc 7 alex um what you do, your build, your cars that you have, and your builds and everything. Uh, so, my name is Alex, as is his. Um, I've got a '79 RX-7 with a 5.0 that is California smog legal. Uh, I've had it for nine years now, and when it isn't broken, it's my daily driver. Uh, I've got an E30 that I'm building for my wife right now, and the yellow TE that he mentioned is actually coming underneath my ownership uh i needed someone to take that car because originally it was supposed to go to some other friends but they kind of fell through on it and alex has literally been begging me for about six years about that car every every single time is in my backyard and i finally just gave in he wore me down so the car is his now so technically i have one less corolla but it's going to good hands yep. i'll make sure it gets taken care of um yeah, i've got those uh, got a 98-3500 that's getting some work done, but that's just mostly a tow rig and a nice comfy truck for when I need it. 
very. <laughs> that's yeah. a that's a big tow rig to be towing some very lightweight cars. Yep. It's a it, beast. It's a long bed crew cab Dewey with a four fifty four. Yes, it is my favorite truck. <laughs> there you go. So, um, yeah, I mean, my Instagram is a uh, Death Trap Goon. Used to be SA twenty two C Love, but. This is a bit easier to remember. Uh, currently in the middle of trying to open my own shop, just looking for a location. It's going to be uh, Goon Race Service. Nice, Goon. all right. And mostly just doing, you know, wiring jobs, uh, building engines, fabrication, suspension work, really anything people need. Nice, not bad, hell not yeah. bad. And what, uh, what like, gave you the idea for Goon Racing Service? Or- what was it called? Goon Race Service. Goon Race Service. How, how'd you come up with that name then? Uh, we spitballed a bunch of ideas, and the other Alex is here. Uh, we always refer to our friends and other people as goons, <laughs> and it just kind of stuck. Okay. That works. So I'm a goon working on other goons' cars. Alex is really selling himself short right now. This guy can literally wire anything. Like I've I've watched the man work. Just throws on his headphones, puts a beer in his hand. Like I've seen you rewire even our friend Cody's car. Um, is he had a, an S13 with a single cam KA? It was a wiring nightmare. The people owned the car before him were jumping power harness to power harness under the dashboard, and nothing was going to the right place. But somehow that car started and ran. Um, when it died, Alex came over and spent at, at most a cumulative, maybe what, three days about in, in between waiting for parts and other work to be done. Yeah. And completely rewire the car from front to back, a complete new motor harness, new ECU on a standalone. Like it, he's selling himself short, right? As now. The dude knows what he's doing. It's a full turnkey setup. I mean, it runs like it was factory. And you squeezed a little bit more power out of that poor KA. Yep, a little more power. I wish he would want to run premium, but I squeezed as much timing as I could out of 87. So, yeah, Our friend Cody is a cheap, cheap bastard. Yes. <laughs> but we we love him. Yeah. Well, wiring itself, man, like, that is something that takes an unbelievable amount of patience. Like, that is, that's something, like, I've I've expressed it on the podcast many times. I fucking hate doing it. I avoid doing it at all cost. Like oh. it definitely takes a certain kind of person to jump into something like that for sure. Yeah. See, I I actually love wiring. It's it's relaxing for me. I mean, if you can take everything you need to run a car and fit it into maybe a quarter to half inch bundle of wires and make it so you only see four or five inches of it in the engine bay, I'm happy. Yeah, that's really really clean that sounds really really clean yeah so our buddy mike who's also in the room but not mic'd up uh i'm currently wiring up his mark three supra and all that you see in the engine bay is eight inches of harness coming from the firewall to the valve cover wow okay so everything is tucked nicely looks good even running for even running power to everything it's all either run through run through the chassis rail into the cabin all the way to a rear mounted battery and the only bit of cable you see is two inches of battery cable coming out in the hatch and three inches of it in the engine bay. 
Yeah, that sounds very, very clean. So I try and make sure everything's tucked and cleaned up, um, mostly because I was used to working on, you know, either race cars or show cars. So I needed everything to look proper and clean. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right. And uh, eight six Alex, how about you? <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Um, uh, my name's Alex Velasquez. I'm born, raised, and currently living in Pomona, California right now. Um, I'm 30 years old. Uh, yeah, I'm This old. isn't a dating profile, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> just might as well give the listeners. They, I don't want them thinking like, oh, this like 18-year-old kid has mommy, daddy money. It's like, no, I've, I'm, I'm fucking old. Okay, yeah, gotcha, I'm gotcha. old. Are you sure you're not just trying to impress Leo right now? Yeah, I'm trying to impress Leo too, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to stay quiet on that mic right now, but yeah, it's, he's in the back. Um, yeah, I've known Alex now for going on eight years about almost nine we've known each other for a really long time um and the friendship just grew closer and closer i guess so yeah, yeah that's basically what's been happening uh feeding off each other's uh, energy and enthusiasm basically for these old cars we've always helped each other out when we could um yeah i met you at a meet in not Tust is it Tustin? Irvine. Irvine, the Irvine meet. Yeah, if anybody's listening to this podcast, you guys remember the old uh Otaku Thursdays. Oh uh, yes. So many routes has started off from yes. that meet. It has, like, it has. Yeah. Like several, several times we talked to, you know, people or other listeners. Some of you know, for the most part, our community of anime and cars is a little bit niche, you know. We can all give that thanks back to Keith from Cowway Motorsports because he's the one who started that meet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've uh, Keeve's a dear friend of mine. Uh, I love that dude. And he's, yeah, he's the reason for a lot of my other friendships. But it's because of him. It all stems back to his meat. Yeah, that's and, the roots for sure. Yeah, and like I remember I used to bitch and complain so much about Thursday night into a Friday morning for work, drive all the way from Pomona all the way down to Irvine, and like the cops are down there. And like if anybody remembers like uh, when we used to go down there, I wasn't really driving my Kroll at the time. I was driving my Cell 80. And that's the car I met him in. That's what I remember him by. Yeah, that was a car I'd go play around the streets with. I'd go to the canyons with it and stuff. So it was was definitely, like, not very nice and not very clean. So, yeah, when Irvine PD would see that car, it was like I was just – my butthole was clenching the entire time. Yeah, this is back (laughs) when they were handing out ref tickets left and right. I'm sure yep. some of the listeners don't know what those are. Yeah, it's a California thing. Get a referee ticket. They basically do a full inspection on your car, and they can really fuck you hard for it. It's just expensive. Yeah, but pretty much. <clears throat> even if you have a carb sticker, a lot of times they might not even pass you. They uh, want it back to OEM. Yeah, okay. it's 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 honestly bullshit. Fuck this. The state's amazing, but at the same time, it's it has such pro- like big problems like that. Yeah, and the only way to really get around it is to do something like what I did and have your car actually bar certified. So, I mean, I can drive around in Irvine with a V8 swapped RX-7 with no problems just because... It's more can, legal than my V8. Right. <laughs> they can pull me over and I have a little piece of paperwork that shows them that everything's legit, passes smog, they smog it as a Mustang, and, you know, I've had cops rip up engine swap tickets. That's That's nice. That's nice. A bar certified swap is always, it's been something I've been wanting to play around with and actually kind of do some different builds with. 
a long, long time ago, me and my buddy did one with a Miata, but it wasn't our car. And I was like, how fucking cool to be to run around with a full legal swap. That's that's badass. It's kind of nice, honestly. And like I said, it's it's already more legal than my Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. So, yeah, going going back to like the cars that I own, um, I do own a bunch of cars. Um, I own two S13s. uh, That's including that old Sil 80 which I recently got back from a friend who passed away. Um, that car stayed between us. He passed away. It sucks. I miss my boy a lot. That car came back into my hands. I'm currently building a motor for it right now. Alex is helping me with that. Um, yeah, I also have my other S13. I have two AE86s. Uh, my hatchback that's really well known. Um, it's just a big sparkly turd, but people like it, so... I mean, I like it. I love that car a lot. I saved it from death. It was supposed to get chopped up. So, yeah, um, stoked about that thing. It's still running. Turns on every time. Um, the coupe, some people remember the coupe. Some people don't, whatever. But, yeah, it's that car got hit by a, a drunk driver 90 miles an hour. And, uh, yeah, almost got my ass killed in that car. Uh, luckily, it's just sheet metal damage. There's no structural damage. I didn't have a bash bar or a bumper on at the time when I got hit. So when the car hit me, it went under and it just pushed the metal forward. Shock tower is straight, windows are straight, trunk is straight. Just the quarter panel took the damage and the rear axle got uh, the, the hit basically. So it was a pretty bad hit. I, 90 miles an hour in a little tin can. I, I wasn't wearing four-point harnesses and a, and a bucket seat. Like I would have been out the window. It, it, was, it was a pretty bad pretty Yeah, bad that hit. sounds pretty bad. Yeah, and I'm a big uh, dude. And like even the fucking paramedics were like, yo, how did you not go through the window? And I was like, oh, well, because I had four points on. They were like, yeah, it's the only reason why you stayed in your car because those old 80 seatbelts, they would not have held your big ass in place. <laughs> yeah. Like, and mind you, like, I'm on my way to the hospital and the dude is like, my car's destroyed and shit. I already know it is. I'm all sad. And like, he's just like, yeah, dude, you're lucky you didn't die. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, fuck it. So, like, yeah. So that car is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, dude, I'm just stoked. The car is savable as well. So, like, right now, I'm currently. Our, our well, mine and Alex, our friend James, he has no social media. Um, no, he does not. Yeah, he's honestly one of the best engine builders and rear end differential trans. Like you ask the man anything about any car, and this dude fucking has. He knows how to do it. He knows how to make it go faster. So he's currently my differential builder. He built up the new one for my current eight six, the hatchback. And it's been amazing. And right now he's building up a second differential with another weird performance spool and coyo bearings and all the goody shit you throw in there. Um, that's going to be for the coupe. And once that's all back together, toss the rear end in and, yeah, drop a 16-valve 4AG inside of it. And I'm going to turn that into a little rally car. Just probably not for competition. It'll just be to go play on the trails and go fuck around with it. Plus, just to have it back, like, moving around will be, like, the greatest thing ever for me. And uh, it needs to get back on wheels because it's uh, impeding space in my backyard right now. Yeah, it's just sitting there. <laughs> it's honestly storage. Like, if you looked inside that car right now, it's got, like, uh, two T50 transmissions, a W58. It's got a bunch of rare-ass parts, like Sylvia stuff in there. I have, like, Sylvia bricks in there and, like, yeah, suspension pieces and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, that's honestly, like, pretty funny that's just the storage unit now but yeah. yeah um anyways i also have my brown and tan uh 1jz uh vvti cressida it's a 1983 um i'm 
IRS in the rear, still on steering box in the front. It's a stock 1J out of a JZX100 uh, chaser. So I'm on a five-speed ECU, a W58 Trans, rear performance LSD in the rear. Um, yeah, that car is a monster. It's yeah, it's a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's a fast car on the street. It it fucking eats WRXs. Kind of fun. Uh, grandpa car going that fast, but yeah, it's just that car has been the best thing I've ever. I bought it from our friend Gabe that we both, uh, yeah, very close yep. friends with them. Um, got it for really cheap. I was going to import something, and instead I ended up buying that, and it was the best decision I've made in the last, well, basically in my 20s was that car. I've had it now for about five years, and it's just the most reliable thing. Um, I also have the yellow tee we talked about. That's going to Alex. I have... My little truck, I have a 93 Toyota pickup that I resurrected. Uh, that thing sat for eight years. I remember seeing your videos where you just like hopping curbs into the park just to get stuff. I have never <laughs> owned a truck in my life. So I've always unlowered cars. And the moment I got that truck running, I was like, well, I'm going to lower it. And then I saw a little truck on the road and it was raised up uh, on some like, you know, like 15 inch tires, 15 inch wheels and it's like some knobby little tires. I was like, all right. So I ended up finding some cool wheels for my truck, some 14s, and uh, their Riken Mesh RTX. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to see if I can find some off-road tires. Luckily, I was able to get some 14-inch off-road tires for it. So that little truck, is it's not big. I'm not trying to jump over rocks and shit. It's just the perfect little setup for it. I am so, like, excited now that I can go over anything. Like... Yeah, so you you have seen videos of me going <laughs> over curbs, yeah, because I'm like, oh, there's a curb, fuck this curb, <laughs> like I'm like I'm gonna go over it, yeah. It's it's always been like I don't know, like I said, I, I've never owned anything that's. You guys, were, like, you guys were like at a park, I think you guys were doing like a picnic, like you need to bring over stuff, so you just like drove through the park just to bring the stuff. That's a having a truck and b being lazy as fuck because I'm like, why am I gonna walk it across the entire park when I can just get in the truck and drive it to the benches? So yeah, no, it's that's just the ones you've seen on video of me doing that. I literally every chance I get to go over shit, I fucking I do it because I'm like, you're fuck you, it's a little truck. <laughs> yeah, I'm all excited about it and everything. Revenge uh, against the curb for all the lips it's broken. Yeah, <laughs> man. Of all the times I've curbed my wheels and shit, I'm like, yeah, like having a truck now, it's like it's literally like I'm I'm so irresponsible with a truck. And I'm lucky that thing is still open diff in the rear and two wheel drive, because if I had a locker in the rear, I'd be at I go play in the dirt like every day. But <laughs> I don't thank thankfully I don't not right now I am we are planning to build one of those soon with our friend James he's also building my other differentials like I said he's my he's my guy um yeah so the truck that was a really big thing it came back after sitting for eight years it's a the dude's such a reliable little truck it is it, it is dude 22 re Toyota Motors they do not die like if and if if they do die they cost 500 bucks to rebuild like they're fucking cheap um yeah. So that truck has been cool. Uh, need a few suspension pieces on it right now, but for right now, I'm just daily driving it. It's super reliable and it's super good on gas. So yeah, the gas prices are stupid right now, but it costs like 45 bucks to fill that truck up and it lasts for five days. Like, it does. You can't, can't, about that. You can't yeah, beat right. that. Yeah, I drive like 40 miles to work every day and like you can't beat that. Yeah, it doesn't have AC. Yeah, it's got manual windows. Yeah, it's a small little cab and stuff. It's not very big. But like it makes up for it with like gas mileage. You can haul shit with it. It's it's been it's yeah. been putting in work since the day I got it out of its out of its grave in my backyard. And there's no finance to it. 
that's the thing. I own all my vehicles. Like, yeah. I, I would like to have a newer truck. I would love to have that, you know, but like the same time, not having a payment and being able to save money and like pay for stuff at the house, fixing the house. Like I just fixed the reef, roof recently. That was nice because I'm not sitting there going, oh, I've got an $850 truck payment for, you know, a 2500 Ram or something that I want. Not having that is so nice because I can just put yeah, money where so it needs to be. I just sold my Type R kind of partly for that reason, too. Uh, so I had the 2019 Type R. I kind of wanted to get a little bit more serious about uh, getting into road racing and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got rid of that so I could start buying more shit cash. <laughs> no, no, yeah. And that's the best thing is like not financing things. Like You know straight up what you can afford and what you can't. Exactly. And even before that, I you know I do live way the fuck out here, which you guys know now. <laughs> yes, uh, Tony lives way out in Hemet, like I'm at the edge of Hemet, like towards the mountains. Yeah, it, yeah, I, well, because yeah. the city's hood. It is. My neighborhood's oh, yeah. nice. It's very nice. Yeah, he lives in a very cool little spot. Yeah, and just like five minutes away, you got Saboba Casino. Yeah, it's it's not very far. Yeah, exactly. And the, the view is beautiful from your front porch, which is really cool. Like the drive over here once we got past all the tweakers and crackheads and shit. Like once we got past that, it was. You guys went through the city. Oh, Most geez. people kind of take the back road where it's just like the single lanes. Oh, yeah. if, if you guys know me from IG, you guys know that I like to. But my, my whole thing is like National Geographic for crackheads, like all my stories. <laughs> oh, I, oh. I, I like to see shit like that. I'm like, what are you guys doing right now? What's getting stolen? Like, I'm, I'm into that. He's so, out yeah. They're searching for the okay, Scante so Warrior. That, that was your yeah. scenic view. It was. I was, I was, me and, me and, me and Mike on the way in, we were having fun in the truck. We were just like, look at this foo right here. Look at this foo over here. Like, there's this random, there's, we, we saw Kung Fu foo, actually. Ooh. There was a crackhead doing Kung Fu on the side of the street. That was interesting. At, at 10 o'clock in the morning in Hemet. I didn't know you guys had that kind of crackhead. Very interesting. Yes, that's why I moved further out. Yeah. Technically, this is like unincorporated. Gotcha. So it's almost technically like another city. Nice. But that's because we wanted to avoid the city. Yeah, I completely understand that 20-minute drive from like the 215 all the way to your house. In between, everything was like getting worse and worse and worse into downtown. And then all of a sudden, you you break away from downtown. And it's like, oh, it's nice over here. There's like nice houses and ranches and like horses and shit again. Yeah, yeah. The tweakers. Can, Are you sure they're horses? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very. I haven't checked yet. I'm very concerned though. I did see, I did see some camels on the way in as well. So I'm not sure everything was a horse out there. Yeah, might be some crackheads too. Be careful. <laughs> Just two crackheads in a horse suit. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, they'll, they'll never know. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. But yeah. So because I live out here, honestly, for me, it was cheap housing. And before. Um, before I did exactly the job I'm doing now, I was in construction. So I was driving to Woodland Hills, to Irvine, to Pasadena. Gotcha. I was used to the commute. So I decided, okay, I'm going to commute and just live somewhere where I can buy a house cheap, nice neighborhood. And kind of going back to our main topic, I daily the Crown Vic 54 miles to work. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. Yeah. that's. I make my own schedule and I leave early as fuck in the morning oh okay that's nice that's, yeah. yeah yeah i make it to anaheim in an hour that's not bad at all on the afternoons if there's a little bit of traffic a slowdown i'll make it home in an hour 20 that's honestly not that bad i wow. dude from orange back to pomona is anything past three thirty, four o'clock guaranteed an hour and a half and see i'm off of work at the latest one o'clock oh damn so it- i go through i don't even need to use the uh 
the fast track going through the 91. Yeah. I run regular. I don't even use the fast track and I still make it home in an hour 20. That's but it's so that nice bad. using wow. the fast track. You can flex. No, that's, that's more money, man. That's it's more expensive. Money. <laughs> yeah. I know it is, trust me. Yeah. That's, more, that's why it's nice. Like, again, no payment. I'll run that car into the ground. And the way I've, I've always budgeted it is like, okay, I bought the car for like that one I bought for three grand. Yeah. I've already put 32,000 miles on it. If I would have buy some random, what, Toyota, Sentra, Civic, whatever, right? Yeah. Your payment's going to be at least, what, 350 a month? Yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah. So at this point, a year of payments, I've already made my money on the car. That's true. true. I've already made my money back on the car, and anything above this is just extra. The way you look, <laughs> Yeah, the way you look at it like that, it's definitely fucking, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so you, that's not, not, it's not, it's not, sorry, that's not too bad, like, setting your own time up like that, because I know people who work in Anaheim, Orange area, who live out here in this area, and it takes them minimum two hours to get to work like at least and these guys are fighting the traffic on the 91 all yeah. the way yeah it's pretty fucking funny seeing those guys in there yeah, suffering be a little bit different if i had a different job if my career was a little bit different and i was working like the normal more normal hours gotcha. then i'd be a little yeah. bit fucked <laughs> gotcha 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 I mean, it takes me 20 minutes or 30 minutes really just to go eight miles from costa mesa to tustin on the way home every day Yikes. Yeah, your commute on the 55 is terrible. Even on surface streets. It's also terrible. Yeah. Yeah, coming from the shop. Yeah, so I mean, I fly 80 there and 80 home, basically. I'm lucky if I get into second gear. Mm. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I, the same <laughs> like, problem with me. I'm, yeah. I'm sitting stop and go traffic for 30 minutes. Like, my, the amount of pedal pressure to get my clutch to release is about 180 pounds of pedal pressure. So that in stop and go traffic with a six puck kind of sucks. Yeah, I can imagine that. I can imagine that for sure. Yeah, but you also are in a really cool car, so it's worth it when everyone sits there and looks at you and you're like, yeah, that's right, I'm faster than all your cars that you guys are financed right now. Yeah, it, it is kind of <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, the sweat, it's also victory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the sweat on my ass and balls. Yeah, it yeah. is worth everything right now. It's also kind of nice having the fastest car at the shop. Oh, oh. Is there's it? some shade. Is there some shade? Oh, oh there, there it is. Bit, yeah. uh, my boss, which I'm, I love my boss. He's a great guy. Uh, he was convinced that his M5 was faster than my car. He's got a was a 2009 M5 manual. I built the engine for him, and he's convinced that you know 500 horsepower in a sedan would be faster than my little RX-7 with a 5.0 and uh the buses that I put on him every time proves him wrong it's great that's super great he, so what made you go for the 5.0 on the swap so actually I bought the car in San Diego nine years ago with the swap because really? it was bar certified hmm. uh when I bought it the engine was mounted five and three inches further forward than it is now there was no access to any of the bell housing bolts, and the motor mounts were kind of jankily put together, which I wasn't too concerned with at the time, and then I blew it up a week after I bought it. Oh, man. <laughs> so, that gave me the perfect time to fix everything. So, go. I bought you know a bar-certified chassis for five grand back in 2012. Um, but 
I went through, redid the motor mounts, redid the trans mounts, opened up the bell and opened up the uh, trans tunnel so you had access to everything. And I mean, pulling the trans in the car on the ground takes twenty minutes. Yeah, no, like they're not they're not too difficult to do, and they're yeah. not so absorbably heavy that you can't manage it by yourself. Yeah, but I mean, like my dad used to do enduro racing, so that mindset kind of stuck with me. Same with I used to build pro mod drag cars. So the whole mentality of if something breaks, you need to be able to change it in 10, 20 minutes stuck with me on this car. So any job that I do, I need to be able to do quick. Yeah, and that drivetrain is simplicity at its best. Yeah, Yeah. and I decided to stick with the 5.0 just because it's lightweight, it's reliable, I love the power curve of the engine, um, and most importantly, sound. Uh, (laughs) Sure, I could be faster with an LS, Sure, I'd be better off with a T56, but there's something pure about, you know, simple electronics and a five-speed. It just makes me happy, you know? Yeah, and that's its biggest job. Yeah. That and I can go out every morning, start the car up, drive it to work, drive it home. I can drive it, you know, I can take it on road trips and not worry about it. Yeah, they're pretty bulletproof motors if you just do basic maintenance on them. Yeah, I mean, every single one... Okay, so I am very abusive to the car. I drive it the way that it is meant to be driven, within reason. Like, you know, when the time and place. Uh, But that time and place usually involves me braking it. Um, I put five engines in the car. (laughs) Damn. He's not lying. Yep. Uh, I put five engines, three... Four differentials, same trans. I treat my trans well. Um, but I abuse the car every chance I get. So, but the thing is with the 5.0, it's never left me stranded. Even though I've blown them up, they've gotten me home. Yeah, I've never had yeah. to throw it on a tow truck. I candy caned my oil pump shaft so far that it came out of the oil pump. I had zero oil pressure and I was 12 miles from my house. And I drove it home. I threw a new oil pump shaft in there, and I got another 15,000 miles out of that engine. Yeah, I mean, as long as they turn on, you can drive them. Yeah. I've driven, um, this is back when I used to live in Upland. Hmm. I've driven from Long Beach back to Upland after blowing the heads, and it had no coolant. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it pushed everything out, and I drove it all the way back, no problems. Yep. I mean, on one of the engines, my dad, I, I, my dad is a is a big car guy as well. Like he has a pro mod car. He's got a 1200 horsepower Camaro. He's got an 800 horsepower, uh, was it? Hemi road runner. He's, he's big into cars. Loves them. Uh, he put my oil pan on for me when I was at work on one of my engines that I was, you know, freshening up to put in the car and he left a rag in the oil pan and, <laughs> oh. uh, I didn't double check anything. Uh, of course, I just trusted his work because you know it's your dad. You're not going to question your dad. He should. Oh, I trust you know. me, I do all the time. I do now. <laughs> um, so he put the oil pan on. I assemble the rest of the engine, drop it in the car, and I'm sitting there. I've got. If you know anything about five O's, when you first rebuild one to build oil pressure, you can build a tool out of an old distributor by cutting it in half. You drop in the hole and then attach a drill to to build oil pressure. Um, I was doing that with this big plug-in wall, old Black & Decker drill, 
that's like a three-quarter horsepower drill. And I'm running it. I've got the trigger locked, holding my hand on there. And I'm not getting any oil up out of the up in the top end. I'm like, huh, that's weird. All of a sudden, it just binds up and slams my hand into the intake manifold. And then it frees up, and I get oil pressure. It's like, huh, that was weird. Didn't think anything of it. Dumbest thing I've done. Um, throw everything together. Start driving it, no oil pressure. I'm like, huh, gauge must be broken. There was oil on the top. And... Uh, Drive back home. None of the lifters are pumping up. No oil pressure at all. Drop the pan. And that drill sucked the rag through the oil pickup, through the oil pump, all throughout the engine. Got everything. Some pieces everywhere. Yep. Got as much out as I could. Opened up the oil filter after I took it off. Cut it open. All the filter material is just replaced with rag. Um, <laughs> like it was looking like a flathead oil filter at that point um, so I you know fixed all that got it running beat on that engine for two years solid never had a problem pulled it out because I thought I blew it up it was the uh, dust plate that actually got sucked into the flywheel and sounded like rod knock yeah and uh, I just disassembled that engine a little while ago after I threw a fresh one in four years ago, I think. And uh, what did I find when I pulled the cam out? But an eight-inch long piece of rag wrapped around the cam <laughs> that just stayed there for two years. <laughs> you know, it never gave you problems. Never gave me problems. All the bearings looked good. Everything looked fine. Gotta love it. All right. Well, Manny was kind of giving me a quick synopsis about some of the things you guys do. So, mm-hmm. um... Alex and Alex, why would you guys uh, tell us a little bit about Panic? Oh, oh that's, boy. Yeah, I'm in the hot seat for that one. Yep, oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's all okay. him. It's, yeah, because I was interested in, like, know I, more about Panic. I, I like the um, drone. I like the, this, I, That's a good sign. I'm going to be as 100% <laughs> honest with you guys. I've told the same thing I told everybody else. So mm-hmm. before we get anything started, Panic is something that I made up over a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Okay? And where it stems off from is one of my favorite bands uh black flag black flag's first name was panic but when they found out that there was like four other bands in the area named panic they ended up changing their names to uh yeah to black flag and that was um uh, uh i think believe it was raymond raymond pettibone was the one who designed the iconic four bars and what it stands for, which was, you know, like unrest and fighting against anything that you had. Like, it's just the way it was. But, yeah, I just thought of it. Also, growing up, watching old Dory 10 videos, option videos, you know, idolizing those grassroots drivers and stuff. You see yeah. them and you saw those like one word drift team names and like it just kind of stuck. You know what I mean? So I thought, well, fuck. I don't know anybody named Panic, and there's no team out there named Panic, so fuck it. I at this time, this is over ten years ago, I had no idea that there was a Conjo Conjo no sorry Conjo Loop team in Osaka named uh, Panic Team Racing. So I didn't know anything about them, and I know people have some not no sorry only one or two people have ever been gotten confused with me 
and Mark Panic, who has a business. It's not a team. I don't know how he looks at it, but I that's a business. Yeah, it's Panic Made. Yeah. Um, me and Mark have also had words before on uh, DMs. So, yeah, I messages to prove it. He thought that I was stepping all over his name and stuff like that. No, I'm not. I honestly 100% respect the dude, respect his driving. I love his cars. He makes amazing products. But yeah, it was some kid in the Pacific Northwest up where he was living at. And he was like, oh, this kid, you know, this guy in fucking SoCal is like stealing your name. No, was not. Go fuck yourself. Not, yeah. So absolutely not stealing anyone's name. Um, yeah, I basically asked a friend. Uh, this is Brennan Hahn. Uh, he prints stickers. And at the time, he had a, little, a, a small plotter at his house to cut up stickers, die cuts. And I asked him, dude, probably nine years ago, like around there, fuck, it was a long time ago, to print me my first panic sticker. I finally asked him. It's just so simple. People have asked me what font it is and stuff like that. Dude, every drift team back in the 90s was Times New Roman italicized. <laughs> it was Times New Roman italicized. Okay, and a little bit skewed. And everyone's like, what fucking font is that? Bro, you... Look at it. You know what it is. So no, it's nothing crazy. <laughs> All your essays in high school were in that. Come on. Exactly. How do you not know what that is? So, anyways, I've that was basically where panic started. Was I? Like I said over ten years, over a decade ago, I thought of it, and I finally had someone to print me a sticker, and I did. I put it on my on the lower quarter panel of my cell eighty, and I know people wanted that sticker, and people were like, "What is it?" And blah blah blah. Is it a team? Is it this? Is that? No, it's not a team. It's, it's straight up. It's not a team. It's not a family. It's not a group. It's not a, it's not a f- business. It's not an organization. It's nothing. What it is, is me. I give those stickers out. I do not sell. And so since that first one was printed and all the other ones that have ever been printed and all the ones that have ever been handed out and whether I shipped it to you or handed it out in person in whatever country we're in, um, yeah, I have never made profit on them ever because I don't believe in making profit on something like that. That is a old school Tomodachi sticker, which I've been pushing for many, many years. People now start doing the Tomodachi sticker stuff. I'm very happy about that. Like do it, give something out. It's, it's meant to be given. And if you receive something back, like another sticker or a team sticker or a group or whatever, it's like, that's like the biggest, like that's like the greatest treasure, basically. Like it came from the heart. You didn't, you didn't give. There's no monetary value behind it. You know what I mean? Because any yeah. a, any any asshole can go buy a sticker, and yeah, I, it's something you give instead. So it's from the heart. Um, yeah, that sticker is all over. Uh, yeah, America, yeah. and Japan. Been to Japan many times. Australia. It's all over Australia. I have a lot of friends down there. My Aussie boys. Um, also, yeah, like New Zealand, it's all over there. A couple of Irish Corolla guys have it. Um, yeah. And this is like, honestly, from like drifting homies to like time attack and road race guys to like just Atasha people, like, oh, you know, anime cars, like it's just everybody. It, I don't have, we're not a drift team. We're not a road race team. We're none of that shit. We're not like some guys are like, oh, we claim we go to the canyons and shit like that. No, like, dude, we don't know that thing. That whole thing has no 
there's no uh like grounds for like i guess like you know the panic sticker it's just if i give it to you i give it to you that's how it is and like yeah Dude, if people hit me up on the DMs and they're like, hey, man, can I have a sticker? I'm like, yeah, if you live far and I have to pay for postage, just pay for postage. So it's like $1.25 or whatever to ship it out. That's what you're paying. I'm not making any profit. So you got to remember, over the course of a decade, I have lost money on every sticker because I'm not making any money from the vinyl, not making money from the people printing it, from, you know, you know, it's, I'm losing money on it. So, yeah, no profit whatsoever. That's what panic is. And it's, so you basically just cleared the record here because <clears throat> when me and Manny were talking, Manny was under the impression that it was like you guys' little drift team thing or well, that's something. What, that's what Leo told me, actually. Oh, shit. Leo. Damn, Leo. Leo. <laughs> like that. This, that's why. Everyone knows not to trust Leo. Don't, <laughs> don't trust him. Yeah, you should have known from the beginning. Yeah, no. Yeah. And, like, that basically means, like, it's there's no there's – no, um, how do you say this? Like, there's no, uh, it's not exclusive. Like, I'm not sitting here judging like, oh, like your car isn't fucking cool enough. Like your car doesn't look like my Corolla. It's not on real wheels and it's not on real fucking like, you know, body kit. You overspent from Japan and some random shit and that fiberglass fits like dog shit anyways. Oh, boy. Just FYI, just put it out there. You know, I don't care what you guys say. Like, and I, we've had many body kits, you know, I've, I've had a lot of bumpers on my cars and Everyone's like, oh, if you buy real stuff from Japan, it's going to be fucking perfect. No, it's not. It's I learned that from our friends, Moonlight Runners, that, yeah, no. At fiberglass that comes from somewhere that's been repopped a million times, it's warped. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying any names for any companies, but they're very popular. It's very popular ones that a lot of drift cars use, but yeah. Um, yeah, so, like I said, like, we basically just are, are just us. That's it. That's what it is. That's what that's what panic is. It's so strange, but yeah, people are like, "Oh, what? You guys are a team. You guys are this. You know, like put your name on it and stuff." Like, no, that's the reason why we don't. I don't sell like banners. Like people ask me for banners. Oh my god! And I know Moose and Brian are probably going to listen to this podcast, <laughs> and they're going to be like, "We have been waiting for our damn banner forever." Yes, Moose. Yes, Brian. I know. I have not gotten the banner printed. I know. Alex got his, and then they didn't. They, yep. they, were, they were supposed to give me three. They only gave me one, and then I forgot about it. So yeah. Anyways, so, so the, the ban. I kind of feel like the banners have a little different meaning than the normal panic stickers, though. It, it I in, in a way, yes, because yeah. that means that you're one of our like you. I don't know how to say like yes, you're. Yeah, like it's I'm not trying to, s- to say anyone's a closer friend than anyone else because I love everybody, but at the same time, it. No, not at all. Like it, it's, <laughs> I it's, tolerate you. Like it's hard. It's hard to say it without contradicting like the previous bit. Yeah, it really Cause, is. Because like the big panic banners are usually like all the day one homies, closest the closest friends to yeah uh, who were closest friends. To but me that doesn't detract from the other people with panic stickers. Not at all. Not at all. It's like yeah, I, I'm not saying that anyone's closer than anybody else, but it's just at the same time. Yes, I guess I don't know how to really yeah. put that into into context but yeah, yeah no i i get you yeah but i mean yeah so alex has a big one panic was given a lot more meaning they were not meaning but basically trying to categorize it into something that it really wasn't to begin with everybody's yeah. trying to categorize it i yeah. mean everybody at one point has been like oh like if it's it's this or it's that and it's like no it's actually not this or that it's whatever it wants to be whatever yeah. you know like i said it's just panic like people yeah. people keep trying to put meanings and things behind that but to me it's just a cool word that looks cool on a sticker that looks cool on a car 
it's it's fucking punk rock. Yeah. That's what it is. We're there me, we go. me, and, right. me and me and Alex right. are both old school hardcore kids. So yeah. like not not yeah, we're fucking old school American hardcore, which is punk. Yeah. yeah. So like I'm an OC skate punk, and yeah, I mean I fucking grew up at the Glass House basically in Pomona. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's that's, that's roots, <laughs> roots. Yeah, and that's that's basically where well yeah, my my music background stems from that and electronic music because of my mom. So like you know I was just FYI for the record I was at the first two Electric Daisy Carnivals. Yes, I was at the very first two EDCs. One in my mom's stomach. Two, I was on. Uh, in a kangaroo pouch on my mom. Yeah, she had like a, had me strapped <laughs> strapped up to a backpack, and I was yeah. So now my music taste is very very split. It's kind of weird. I'm like that, but yeah, it's I don't know. Like this, uh, our backgrounds for the word like panic. A lot of it comes from punk rock. A lot of the things I do with my cars, like the way I I try to stem away from other people's mainstream bullshit, yeah. is because of growing up like that. It's just how i am i guess i'm not trying to say that somebody's done it better than this or i don't like this guy's shit it's whatever yeah okay i guess you would say like maybe just like keep it like so what's the opposite word for exclusive inclusive just like include everybody like I, just have a good time just be a part of something yes that's basically what it is. it's just friends yeah. it's and just, not and not basic gatekeep as well yeah and like i said if anybody ever hits me up and asks for a sticker i'm like boom there you go if i have it's if i have them in stock if i haven't i've haven't printed and that goes for actually all my stickers. I actually print two other stickers that are really well known. My little Shimakaze one. Yep. Yeah, that thing is on every fucking car from drift cars to Atasha cars all the way to, you know, full on Conjo loop cars. Like yeah. it's, I've got a lot of friends down there because of our friend Hirofumi. It's my brother. And like, dude, yeah, it's, I'm lucky enough to like know the dudes down there. Um, yeah. Very so. cool. But it's also kind of nice just. Boy, I have given you many stickers. Yes, I have. I have personally given you stickers. Don't tell me I didn't. Okay, everyone, for the record, Leo's lying right now. Yeah. Oh, Big trust t- me, I know that. Big time. He, he gave me a friendship sticker one time, and he still says that he never gave me one. Big I, time I, lies. I, right. I know yeah. he didn't give me one. Boom, you caught his ass. There you go. Okay, yeah, so. Matter of fact, I think I plotted all those. Yeah. We're going to scrub. Uh, no, no, no. This is before. before. We, yeah. Okay, before, before. Yeah, I plotted a whole set of stickers for Leo before. Yeah. And one thing that's... <laughs> <laughs> one thing that's nice about the panic stickers is, like, if you're ever at a car meet or track event or something, and, like, say you went by yourself, you don't really know anybody, if you spot someone else with a panic sticker, you know they're friends of friends, you know you guys are going to get along. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's yeah. a nice way to identify other chill people in the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's almost how I treat. Well, maybe not so much anymore just because it's grown so much. At least that's how I used to identify some weeb stickers on cars. Yeah. Uh, I used yeah. to see weeb stickers on cars. And go, oh, there's oh. chances they go to the same car meets or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But not now you- so much anymore just because it's gotten so fucking big and there's everywhere now, it seems like. So like are these like Tomodachi stickers where they like it stems back to like it goes back to like Japan basically because in like the drifting community and stuff what you would do is you would give each other your team stickers and not make a profit and no profit on it it was just to give each other team stickers and then you'd have them on each other's windows so like say Alex had his own team and then Manny had his own team and then you guys gave each other a sticker when other people would see you guys 
on the street, at the track, in the canyon, like, you know, fucking around. They'd be like, oh, like, homeboy knows homeboy. You guys are cool with each other. Like, that's how it was. And that's how friends got made and teams got bigger. And, like, that's how shit was. There was no profit behind everything. Not like how everybody does it now. And I hate to say it, but it's uh, cough, cough, Americans. I'm not trying to be the yeah. weep, be that weeb right now and be like, oh, it's fucking, it's you guys for fucking everything up. But at the same time, yeah, it kind of is because you guys have marketed, you know, you guys have uh, monopolized on things. I guess that's the word to use. Like, yeah, you guys have maybe capitalized. I mean, there you go. They capitalized. capitalized. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Capitalized, capitalized on or it. Or monetize. It, yeah, monetize. Yeah, they're they're making money on shit. They're they're reproducing stickers and stuff like that. And, also, and that's the yeah. thing too. Like you go to like. Like now, like the current car meets for anime and stuff. You go to each vendor, and they literally have the identical stickers with each other now. And there's no love. Exactly. Yeah. No love. It's all for I need to make rent, like buy my shit. I know how to vector on a computer, and boom, here's a sticker. It's regurgitated cat piss every time. You know what I have been seeing though lately, and I know you're gonna have some words on this, is uh, you know, in Japanese team stickers like Midnight Car Special. That are getting reproduced over here. I I understand. And people slapping them on like Honda Civics. So yeah, I mean, uh, I have. Okay, so how do I explain it? Like, I I understand. I understand that yeah, um, people want to have those old school stickers, and like yeah, you saw them in videos and shit like that way back in the day, and also like in magazines and stuff. And yeah, it's it's cool. We we all wanted to be in that era. We all wanted to be at you know be at that point in time that'd be fucking dope but we weren't mm-hmm. and you're not part of that so i dislike the reproduction of stickers like that now it's different if an old school head gave you that sticker that he had laying around or he reproduced it himself and you 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 got it because you're friends with them that's different okay cool but if it's like on someone's you know little fucking um ebay site or you know whatever little fucking site they sell stickers on and they're making profit on something that they did not design, and they're right. just reproducing it, 100% fucking garbage. And in my opinion, if it wasn't given to you as like a Tomodachi sticker, as a friendship sticker, yes, then it doesn't necessarily belong on your car. That's something you put more on your toolbox. I you know? I believe in that, yeah, 100%. Don't try and wrap it on your car. Like, like the team didn't give it to you. You bought a rep of something that they have. yeah. So it kind of it, lose, really it go loses its that. meaning by doing that because like you see that on someone's like random ass two forty SX and it's like oh cool uh, did you get that from like so and so or whatever like the oh I know a good one the Abu Moon stickers oh boy oh yeah the R thirty two guys yeah some amazing drivers and they do hand out their Abu Moon stickers they do and you're supposed to run it on your tail light or whatever the fuck these these kids do and like yeah. Awesome. I love their driving style, love their cars, love their stickers, but you see a lot of dudes reproducing them and they're making profit on it and that's not cool. I yeah, it's gay. Sorry. So I've seen fake Midnight Car Special, which yes. is the Midnight Club. Yeah. And the one that really gets me because it's not even hard to get an original, I've seen fake option two stickers. Oh my god, eBay's filled with them right now. Yeah. Like you can get original option two stickers. You can put it diagonal over your exhaust. Yeah. That's still something you can do. Why would you buy a fake one? It's the reason why you have cool stickers on your car, like on the back of my 240 that I daily, 
it says this vehicle slows down for whores. Now that is <laughs> that's way cooler than any option sticker. Just saying. See, this is something I actually don't really know a whole lot about. I actually didn't know. I actually don't know any of those things you referenced. Yeah, no. Oh. So, and then a lot of dudes don't want to bring this to light because a lot of people, uh, it's kind of taboo, I guess, yeah. to, to talk about it. So, like, Option 2 used to be a magazine where, you know, back in the day, it was hard to get info about cars in Japan. It was hard to get info about builds. It was hard to really get anything about their yeah, culture. Well, magazines was everything, yeah. yeah. So, unless you actually went there, it was hard to know specific cars. So, Option 2 was basically a list of features on those cars, parts that were available, things like that but easier to digest over here. And they would usually come with what is now the standard size slap sticker that would just say option two in different colors each month. Okay, okay. So it's just, yeah, now you used to get, you used to get them inside the magazine and stuff or you used to purchase them or whatever, but now it's a, they're all reproduction ones. I understand it's trying to get like really rare ones that were released only one time or whatever, but at the same time, you weren't there at that time. So I don't know. It's just... I, me and Alex both feel the same way about that one. It's just, yeah, yeah it feels it feels like it loses the meaning and like the that that like oh that magic, you know what I mean? To like oh I have this sticker from this team or like this old school sticker and shit. It loses its magic when when uh, when somebody reproduces stuff like that. Yeah. Like it's not even like wheels, you know? Like this is a sticker, an original option two sticker, even secondhand. It's like eight bucks. Why are you making reps of that? Yeah, well, I mean, it's people just trying to. Milk a cash cow, however they could. Uh, what's up? Well, hold on. Eight bucks is really cheap, though. Let's not let's not all name right, anybody right. who do import stuff. There's quite a few people, but you know okay, the so ones who do import things. Just saying. You know sorry, I go on. They, a, they'll they'll sit there and be like thirty five dollars. It's a rare sticker. It's oh, like yeah, man. you know what? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's it's a sticker. It's a sticker, bud. You bought that for a dollar, and it's like, and you're sitting mm-hmm. there trying to turn it for thirty five dollars. Like, yeah, we're not we're not hold naming on, we're not naming I, nobody. Yeah, I can't have not you naming guys nobody. Bashing on Manny anymore. I know how Ooh. much Manny spends on stickers. Damn it, Manny! <laughs> what? what the hell? Yeah. So yeah, that, that that has retired a long time ago. Hold on, hold on, Manny. What's the most you ever spent for one sticker? What's the most? Probably like fifteen bucks. Fifteen? Yeah. Oh shit! Never that's mind. not that bad. You can get away that with bad. that one. Yeah, I spent forty okay. bucks on a banner. No, oh, okay. That's the, that's I mean, a banner. Ba- it's a banner though. Banner. Yeah. That's a banner. No, it's reflective crazy. white vinyl. Like that was worth it. Or you know what? I think it's more that you've been able to sell them for more. Because I know you've sold a couple of them to help fund the El Camino. <laughs> I did. I did. But I did not charge uh, shipping. That was I actually included the price, the shipping, and the price. You're generous, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow, all right. That was a big education on I, I, what I didn't even know about the driving sticker teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, I figure there's reproductions on eBay for fucking everything. Yeah. There's Red always Bubble, somebody. Etsy. Yeah. Just, just about, yeah. I've just seen Team sticker. Burst team stickers. Yeah, dude. And, like, those aren't even hard to get. Like, you just you can ask for one of those. It's like, yeah. Yeah, or, like, you see reproduction of, like, I don't know, like, shop stickers. Like expert Oz for Corollas, Tech Arts, Tech Arts, good like good line bumpers and stuff like that. I have a, I have a, so real quick before we go any further, there is a sticker on my Corolla that a lot of people have asked me for, and I should reproduce. I should. That's it's an original sticker. It's it's a it's a joke of the Good Line Company. Good Line, they make bumpers and shit like that. Uh, old school company. I think Expert Oz is the one that still sells their stuff. They're very good quality you know, bumpers and whatever for old 86s and whatever. But yeah, um, instead of Goodline, 
my friend before he passed away, he'd always joke about foos because the foo community, like foos gone wild and stuff like that, oh, that no. Instagram page. Yeah, yeah. yeah because yes. we're all foos at heart. Yeah. So he used to joke with me, like, dude, you know, you're not Asian. Like you don't you have these like, you know, Corolla and stuff. He's like, dude, why do you have don't have good line on your car? Have foo line. Well, that joke started and I ended up making that sticker. You know, that was his brainchild. I also have another one that makes fun of Kaguchi power. It's Bisa Magic. And <laughs> yeah, so I have on my windshield a really big ass stickers on my windshield, and it says Foo Line and Bisa Magic. And right under it, in very small little little letters, it says Powered by Modelo. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> so I, that I should, I just think about that right now. I should reproduce those stickers. I might, I might end up doing that. And those are like OG, like original. We, yeah, well, he thought of those. So we're not stepping on anyone's toes and shit like that. Yeah. 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 Very yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. Well, with you guys, I know you guys do a lot of drifting, right? Yes. Un- unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of money spent in that. You know, that. anything in motorsports is going to have that cost. It's, it's right. It gets wild. It's for like that, yeah. But I, I complain about it. But at the end of the day, after you've got done a couple of really good laps, and you, you, you feel get, pretty good, yeah. And the car makes it home. If it still turns on and goes home, and you can put it in your driveway without towing it in there or having a tow truck back it in or whatever, you're like, okay, that was a cool day. Day's done. Those are always the best days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's when things like actually work out, and you're like, this is fucking fun. And like the next time you go out there, and like you're, yeah, you're. I don't know, your starter bolts back out and you're fucking uh, <laughs> you lose your starter on the track, which has happened to me one time. Yeah, that's Corolla problems, you know. You don't lose buy your em. harmonic balancer. Oh, oh yeah. We've had a couple of Jay Z friends, yeah. One Jay Z and two Jay Z friends who have lost their blown off their harmonic balancers on their car. Uh yeah. That's the reason why you get a fluid dampener one. Yep. Yeah. I need to buy one ASAP. I've been meaning to do that for a long time and I haven't. Also, I'm noticing rust around my harmonic balancer. Ooh. So I think it's time. Yeah. My one J, I need to do that ASAP. It's kind of expensive, but whatever. Anyways, yeah. yeah. So what are you guys' plans for going forward with your drifting stuff? Is this uh, kind of just like a rowdy weekends or to be honest, there is no schedule or like what's coming up. It's basically no. like the way me and Alex do it is just like everyone else these days it's instagram or it's facebook where you like okay this event's coming up or a friend is renting the track out throwing his own event and like okay hey man you want to drive it's like whatever this price is or come help out we we're in the loop with like whatever andy's tires does yeah yeah because Pomona, Pomona, yeah (laughs) and that's that's the dawn right there so like yeah i know andy if he does listen to it he's gonna be like yes right so yeah (laughs) okay yeah we all of us in this room right now we know who andy is and like time to see when you're gonna mention yeah yeah, yeah, he's literally like this motherfucker's like 30 minutes in barely saying my name like what's up yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i think anybody in southern california that does any drifting or even watches any drifting knows Andy's tires. It's yeah. insane because there's quite a few friends in Japan who we have sent stuff to or given things to, and like they have Andy's tires, like one of the bigger banners that he gives out and stuff. And like <laughs> yeah. dudes, dudes know who he is, and it's like, how the fuck do you know who this? And people get the wrong idea of what Andy's Tires is. They think it's like a really big shop and everything. No, it's literally a tiny ass little shop. Three bays wide. Three bays wide, but that's only for the parking. There's no room inside, and there's three or four tire machines and a balancer, and whatever tires he has in stock is what he has, and then whatever else he doesn't, he has to order them same day or give them a day till they get there. People think he has this like massive ass like 
they I don't know, I guess people think of like auto box, like some giant yeah. spot in Japan. It's not like that. It's literally in the fucking hood. Like on Holt Boulevard and Fuck Huntington. Yeah, it's yeah, it in the hood. That's the host role. <laughs> I can I have many, many times have made jokes about hanging out there and like, dude, I have seen some shit go down. If you're out there on a Friday night or a Saturday night, that's when Pomona's popping its hardest. And like you'll see crackheads, hookers, pimps, you'll see cholos, you'll see fights, you'll see fucking police chases like i've seen the craziest shit one time we were there and he had a little bonfire it was like a couple years back and like it was really cold outside it was winter time he's changing tires it was kind of after hours and he was like making some hot dogs and shit on the grill but he had a little side thing where he had a little bit of wood right there and he was burning it up and a little makeshift like a barbecue pit kind of thing this guy walks up we're all chilling there having a cigarette or drinking a beer doing something and this guy walks up and tries to warm up. We're like, okay, like this random ass dude is warm up with the fire. Pulls out a fucking crack pipe. <laughs> and just smokes crack in front of us. Like it was no big deal. Just, hey man, chilling right now. What you guys doing? Like didn't give a fuck. And like we're standing there like looking over at him like, what's up? He's just like, what's up? Like it just lights it up and just starts smoking crack. It was like, that's what happens. Oh yeah. That's Pomona. I that's- went to Pomona to go visit some family. Yeah. Because when I lived, I used to live in Montclair right next to the mall. So I was super uh, fucking close to like Kirby and all that shit right there. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. And uh, I went to go visit some family, get out of my car, start walking towards her apartment. And kid had to be 11 years old on a bike. And he just drives by me throwing a P-Town. <laughs> hey, <laughs> oh, start him start young, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know that. That's that's kind of shit you see out there, which is kind of fucking hilarious because, like, I live in, like, the nice part of Pomona, which is, like, where, like, yeah, it's near Laverne. So I live above, any, oh, yeah, anywhere above. The it's above yes, ex- you north know, the, you know. Oh, I know I know Pomona very well. Yeah, <laughs> any, if, yeah so if anybody's listening to this, like, you guys know Pomona, anything above the 10 freeway on White Avenue is like, oh, that's that's nice. It's, it's fucking the historical oh, district you can leave your car unlocked like you don't have to worry about your shit getting broken into like you go past 10 freeway you go southbound oh bro it's hood like oh you, yeah nope. yeah you better double check everything you better just stay strapped because you're gonna get your ass beat. when i was yeah. a kid I mean, mind you this was when i was a really little kid elementary school we actually yeah. lived on orange grove oh yeah nice yeah yeah so i, yeah. I remember some of the bad shit out there <laughs> yeah yeah and, and that that's just that's that's just orange grove that's yeah. daily that's, that's daily life in fucking oh, in p-town Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But yeah. That's anyways up. Uh, yeah, real quick, shout out to Andy's tires. He's sitting there probably like, fuck his right. Better say that. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. So it's it's kind of more of like take them as they come. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, so back to the drifting thing, like for um uh scheduling, like we, the only thing we know about coming up right now is like our friend uh Tommy, that's Yokomoki boys, mm-hmm. coming up in about a week or two. I I wanna drive it, but at the same time I I recently got another like free car, uh, another 1980. Yeah, going back to the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, I have another car I picked up. I picked up two more I didn't talk about. I picked up a, a 2000. I wonder why you're broke all the time. Oh, my God. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> I'm going to start crying right now. I'm I know you're paying. Yeah, I have a 2005 Lexus IS300 I picked up off of a friend that I, I currently saved, and it's yeah, it's it's a nice car. I need to replace a few small things on it, but besides that, it's going to be the daily with AC. And then I also was not planning for, I wasn't planning for that car at all. Mind you, I haven't, I don't go looking for cars. I keep making this joke, but cars literally fall into my lap. I'm not looking for cars. People are like, you go looking for all these deals and shit. No, I'm not. 
They come you to me. You heard him. If you need a car, you need to unload. You know. Yeah. Just, no, yeah, yeah. No. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's not do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it was that that car fell in my lap. I bought it for cheap, and that's my homie Anthony. Um. So I saved the car instead of it going to some fucking idiot. So yeah, that car. And then recently. Uh, my friend Ian, uh, Big Ian, hit me up and was like, yo, my neighbor has this TE-72. It's a 1983 Corolla. You know, he has to get rid of it. It, it cannot stay. If not, it's going to go to the junkyard. And I was like, what's wrong with it? He's like, nothing. It got parked in 1998 in his garage. Damn. In his garage. And he never drove it again because he bought a new car. And this old man is a school teacher and a hoarder. And, like, that car was filled with papers from front to back. I found mm-hmm. some really amazing stuff inside there, some really cool shit from the 80s. Like, dude, it's pretty cool. Um, his whole garage was cleaned out when I got there, but from what I heard, that thing was from the floor to the roof and side to side stacked. Jeez. It was a massive fire hazard. So I ended up getting that car for free. The old man said, just promise me you do, you know, you know, won't sell it, make any money. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I took the car off his hands. Um, I have already got, I had the car, I've had the car since Wednesday. On Friday, I had new keys made for the car because it didn't come with any. Um, so new keys are made, and I already got the motor to turn on. Um, it's actually pretty original. Everything's there. So, yeah. Like I said, that thing is going to start eating a little bit of money right now. I want to get it running back on the road completely. Um, yeah, I already bought a window for it. I'm already, like, dumping money into it. I shouldn't do that, but I did. It happens. It happens, it happens yeah. dude. You get a new car, you start dumping money into it. So I luckily found another T in a junkyard, and I got that TE's parts, and I threw it on there. I need to, like, turn signals and stuff like that. But that car is really original. It's kind of ugly, and what's the one Corolla no one really wanted? But now it's worth money? What kind of? I don't know. I don't know T's that well. I, I know A86s and stuff like that. I, I'm jump. I'm literally diving in head first right now with this TE community, and I'm finding out that you guys are a bunch of fucks. Everybody, yep. <laughs> everybody listening right now, if you have a TE, oh my God, you guys are worse than A86 guys. Can the, you expand on that? Because like, like, oh man, it's how to how to explain this. Like the TE guys, they already were the the little like I guess the redheaded stepchild. They were the they were the little brothers of the Mad Cats controllers. They didn't yep. have an A86, so they had they still have an E chassis. It's still an E chassis, so they have uh, still a Corolla, and they um. They have TEs, and these TEs are very cool. Yeah, I love them. I love the fucking sedan with the quad light, quad headlight in the front. Yeah, really, co- really cool look. I like those little cars a lot. They also came in coupe. They came in wagon. They came in a slick top. They came in a fastback, and then they came with the one I have, which is a liftback model, uh, which also says LB on the side of the, the, the car. And they came in a long roof. Yeah, the, that's slick top. Uh, yeah, that's like top one. That's uh, it, and they go by many different names. Yeah, long yeah. roof, hard top, fucking. I don't know. I like I said, I'm diving there's in head first. A bunch first. of different ones. Yeah, I, like I said, yeah, it's crazy. These cars, there's a lot of different versions of them, and certain ones are worth more than others, and whatever. I don't care. I just like the one that I have, and it was fucking free. And I'm just gonna make it look cool and have fun with it. Even like my mom, she saw it and she was like. That thing's ugly as shit. I remember when those cars came out. <laughs> but it's also, it's 2021 and it's still alive. That's cool. Like, yeah. I, even I want to drive it. And she saw the interior and she was like, it's mint. Like There's a, a certain aesthetic about keeping an old car alive. Yeah. yeah. And when she found out it sat in the garage since 1998, so it was like 24 years it's been in the garage. Yeah. And she, she looked inside of it and like the dashboard is fucked. But that was <laughs> fucked back in the 90s. 
So everything else is mint. Like the seats aren't faded. The plastic isn't broken. Like the headliner's perfect. The carpets are perfect. She saw all that and she was like, don't, do not put any different stupid steering wheel inside the car. Like keep the OG steering wheel. No, she's right. I have a bunch of other cars that I can play with. That one, don't fuck it up. And there are times where like we have like older cars and it just has that really just that look that just looks really nice when it's just kept all original and stock. Yeah, yeah, that, that feel. But anyways, that's going back to the um uh, the reason why I'm probably not going to be driving that next event. Sorry, Tommy, but yeah, I might need to skip it because I need to save money. Um, but yeah, we have that event coming up and then me and Alex also going to be working and driving uh the Andy's Tires Drift event. That's yep. uh, his big one for the it's the New Year's event. It's usually like 2 or 3 days he rents the track. Oh, Leo told me about that one. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure if I should believe him on that one. It's yeah, don't 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 believe him for anything. Yeah. Yeah, was, Wikipedia <laughs> is more accurate than Leo yeah. is. Yeah. I always try and make that event just cuz it falls on my birthday. Yeah, yeah, and it's such a dope event oh, your because birthday's New Year's? Yeah, New Year's Day. Oh, same as my dad. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's rad. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Figure that, that out for some do. drifting. <laughs> yeah, that event is, like, gnarly because, like, there's everything from, like, literal, like, actual pro drivers that come out with their pro cars or their practice cars to dudes who are, like, pro-am, to dudes who are, like, fucking trying to get there, to guys who are just clapped out. You know, you have some, like, crazy, like, whatever you pulled out of your backyard to just drive it. Like, Literally as, held together with zip ties, hopes, and as, dreams. As long <laughs> as it passes my tech inspection and you have your battery tied down and everything is there, like your lug nuts and stuff, and you're not going to get anyone killed, drive it. Why not? We have to have, you know, we have an open top. You have to have a roll bar or whatever. But besides that, like, we've seen some pretty clap cars out there. Yeah, but I mean, we also had pretty ones. We've got a lot of grassroots guys out there with, like, really clean cars, and that's... It's a cool mix. It's a really, yeah. big, it's a really big like mix of cars that are there, and that's like the cool part about. And this Andy's. is always at a uh, Grange too. It is. That New okay. Year's always takes it always takes place at, a, well, it's Grange, but it's now AVS. Yeah, Apple, Apple Valley. Valley. Apple, Apple Valley. Yeah. Way, yeah. I, I trust me. I'm the same way. I still call it Grange, and people. Are like, yeah, I think we all do, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Then, and then people like get attitude. They're like, it's called AVS. I'm like, shut up, dude. Like, it's Grange. It'll always be Grange to us. Yeah. But those are our events coming up. I guess the two big ones. And then I, I will be running the track in February, I think, for like a friend's thing. Oh, I do yeah. remember you talking about that oh, on your Halloween party. Gonna, yeah. That one's going to be more of like a grassroots heroes event. Grassroots only, invite only, homies only. Like, yeah, it's just oh, I say invite only, but at the same time, like if you want to drive, just hit me up. And yeah, it's if we, we got room, we got room. Like I've already got like 45 drivers confirmed, like ready to ready to pay, which is nice because like all the homies want to come out. Yeah. And I'm like, perfect. Everyone's going to help each other, help work the track, help, you know, let each other drive. Like, you know, it's going to be a cool little event. So that's, okay. that's what's on the menu for right it's now. It's actually pretty cool to hear that you're actually part of like the organizing and, and making sure that it functions well and everything. Uh, you said you're doing tech inspection too, right? I Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm kind of... So the man sitting across from me, Alex, he's kind of humble about it, but he is the de facto like track marshal of AVS. Any like big event that's going on, they have him come out. He runs tech inspection. He runs the track basically. Um, like he's the one flagging people down. He's the one double checking your helmets. He's the guy that basically makes events run smooth at AVS. Yeah, I've. I haven't been to a single driver's meeting where he isn't yelling at people. I've I kind of got <laughs> roped into all that. Like it started with working for Andy's Tires for his events and stuff. This is like going back a couple of years, and then basically other people who throw their own events have asked Andy, like, "Who did you have running that event?" Because it was running smooth, like tech inspection. Yeah, and I think Andy's is 
probably some of the bigger events that happen there for hundred, sure. Hundred drivers sometimes, and like we have like Mike is sitting next to me because I'm a mic or whatever. But the we have we have been there on days where we've we have towed out sixty cars. I'm not, and it's the same suspects every time who like I went mm-hmm. out there and my fucking you know my uh, I have bad ball joints and like my arm like came out of my arm or whatever and like yeah like you know fucking I bent my tie rods this is the third tie rod today it's like stop going off in the dirt you suck stop it yeah oh no I broke all five of my studs at once people do that we lose wheels yeah and I have seen wheels go flying across the track at 60 miles an hour and you have to yell at the photographers like we we do all that we deal with that shit I not even trying but now I know how to do vehicle recovery we like all of us sitting here kind of do. Yeah. Okay. So which all is right. kind of cool. I mean, we learned that. We had to learn by trial and error. So what's the craziest pull off you had to do from a from a track incident? Oh, oh yeah. Our friend Storm. Oh, man, the universal Every- O. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I felt it right there. There's been quite a few cars. There's been a couple of rollovers, but I uh, gotta admit, yeah, Storm, if you're listening to this, we love you, baby. But um, yeah, he was the last one that we did that was really gnarly. Mike my, we were very tired. It was a very long day. It was towards the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on one. I was uh, right by Mike's truck. Mike was asleep in the truck at the time. And just because he was just trying to get a few minutes of just close his eyes and die for a little bit. Um, I'm standing out there in the sun. Uh, we were doing a, a competition at the time, at the end of the day. And this was Loose Socks, right? It was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was LSD. So this is John. John. Yeah. It's John. It's his, it was his event for LSD. And uh, it was a best entry contest, um, 1v1, and he was up against a E30 BMW yep. with a turbo one. Yeah, it's a BZ Drift. There you go. That's who it yeah. is. And he's making like, what, 500 horsepower or something? It's somewhere between five and eight. I don't remember. so gnarly for that track. It, it <laughs> sounds insane. And that little short wheelbase, that car is crazy. So like Storm's up against him and he has a S13 with a 2JZNA. Um. Yeah. So what? Making two twenty to the wheels. Yeah. Somewhere around there. If that. And Storm already knew he was on bald tires and no grip, and he was chasing that monster of a car. And he's but, a good enough driver to do it. To be fair, though, that is how Storm prefers to drive. Yes. From it is. from what I've seen from him, he I have not seen a single clip of him throwing it sideways where there aren't sparks coming off the belts of those tires. That's true, Storm. Yeah, if you're listening to this, we know. Yeah, we you, you need to get you a tire sponsor already. But yeah, he um he, he went in the first corner and I I saw a bunch of dirt go in the air and me and I ran over to Mike's truck, got him to immediately he woke up like without even asking what's going on. I just said, "Go forward." And yeah, went went down the bottom. We found Storm was rolled over up against the tires and stuff and luckily he was still in the car he hadn't climbed out yet i think he climbed out afterward wanted to make you sweat yeah and then we had to roll the car over and like yeah it was just a pretty bad situation like it could have gone a lot worse luckily he had uh, a half cage in there and yeah we've had other cars roll over like i said we've we've had other ones uh two other corollas like jr rolled over and then there was another dude who rolled his car I forget who it is. Tato. Tato. Yeah. Yeah, Tato. I wasn't there for Tato's. I came afterward. But yeah, but JR rolled his car yeah. over. But it was a really salt like a really slow like rollover. Okay. And it's in soft sand right there. Yeah. It's so, like when you roll over, like it's just it sucked, but yeah, like he went over. Yeah. Storm was his his crash was violent. Like he rolled over over the tires and, that, and shit. Uh, I'm assuming it was a four point then, the half cage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's a four. And that, point. that held up okay for him. It did. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's good. And re- actually, that car is—I should say—it actually just came back to life. He took it home, yeah. chopped the roof off, found a donor car, 
chopped its roof off and then glued them together. And love now it. that car is, yeah, that car's yeah, alive again. It. All right. It's great. Uh, yeah. And then, but, yeah. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and then before storms, the only one that really sticks out to me is like a bad crash that needed some recovery was uh, actually July 4th at Slay Day, where the guy in the black S13 pulled a backie through the wall. Oh, we've so had- he tried to pull reverse entry. Yeah. Because he, he was a. Uh, I'm I'm not going to name names. I honestly don't remember his name. He was a super nice guy, but he broke the number one rule of Grange, which was set by one of our friends, uh, which is you can't manji the straight. Grange, yeah, that uh, they do not want you to to uh, manji the straightaways because and of the danger of going through the fence if you fuck define up. Define manji. Okay. <laughs> so a manji is a straight line drift. So like you're on a straightaway and you're basically throwing it edge to oh, edge you're starting it already yeah, fishtailing yeah. basically across from one one edge to the next if yeah. you yeah. for east coast guys it's a chokudori yeah and like uh, these they, you're not supposed to do it at the straightaway at grange because of many other incidents of people like hitting shit and hitting the fence and stuff yeah and, and it's not super wide it's not so which and is it's right there like next to where people actually spectate you could like throw stuff at them and that's right. the thing like we've seen it happen we've seen people i've actually stood there before and got pelted with fucking rocks and i guess I've, it hasn't happened yet no one's gotten hurt no one's got hit by a car but i i do not want to see that happen because that's going to end up ruining a lot at the track yeah mm-hmm. like the, the day that someone ends up back on the pits from the straight uh it's going to be a big problem it is because that that that's going to have to change a lot of things at grange so yeah. whoever's listening to this right now yeah don't ruin it for people please, please don't yeah that's that we want to keep that the wild west for a reason and it's the closest thing we have to like a bisu and stuff that we can actually just that's actually what's super appealing about grange is mm-hmm. the non-formalities yes it's, yeah. it, it is kind of like you exactly like you said it's the wild re- west it's the grassroots you kind of show up pull out your barbecue yes sit around with the boys and at yeah. least for our old time attack ones we used to do was kind of like open entry open exit you didn't have to worry about run groups like, yeah yeah it, it was just a completely less pressurized just fun day to go we until, until you go through the, like the main straightaway and frs comes out on entry right when you're passing them <laughs> Yeah, that happened to me. <laughs> That's the reason why we closed the bottom of the track. Now we have one inner, one exit up top, and like yep. we, there's nowhere else for us to go. That's so close. Like we should be so grateful to have this. I, I know I make a lot of jokes, a lot of friends about like, oh, it's a it's a go kart track in the middle of the desert, and it's just a little little spot to skid around in. I mean, it is, but it's also not. <laughs> but it's also yeah, it's also yeah. a legit circuit, and like you can't. It's so cool to have an open circuit. Like go drive out there, and it's so cheap to drive. You can rent the whole track for like what. I think because they, they did the refurbishment too, it's like what two grand now. Yeah. For how hard is that to get like you know twenty friends together at a hundred bucks a piece? It's yeah. interesting you say that. So I was gonna put you guys in the hot seat in a little bit about that, about maybe setting up an event and kind of just being uh, friends and listeners of the podcast, and maybe you guys can run a little bit of a drift clinic for us and teach us some stuff. Dude, that'd be so rad. Yeah, if people want to pay, sure. I mean, so. Back to a previous point, I'm not, like, I'm, how do I put it, not super experienced with track drifting. Like, I can hold my own. I can run in a train. Alex is just I trying can, to explain he's a dangerous animal on the street, and he will swing it around a corner. That's what he's trying to, uh, he's trying to be modest about so it right like, now. Yeah, no, he will third gear click into a fucking corner in, in Tustin on those wide streets and just swing it to the curb. He yeah. doesn't care. I have no problem with that. But like, yeah, I'm I'm new to street. I'm new to uh, track drifting. That is, 
that is kind of where I'm still learning. Um, but I do have quite a few years under my belt of street drifting, which don't do that. It's a bad thing to do. Bad, bad Alex. Yep. I'm a bad person. I should not do that. Um, totally don't do it anymore. Definitely. Um, <laughs> but you know, running a drift clinic would be something kind of fun, you know, maybe get people into it that aren't necessarily, you know, ready. Well, it, well, it's something that has my curiosity. Cause there, there aren't a ton of, you know, beginner friendly events going on. Not really anymore. It's more like you either just get the balls to jump in with the big guys or you just fucking don't, which I personally like that idea of like, you just jump in and figure it out because nothing's better than pressure behind you. Like, don't fuck up, go faster. But yeah. at the same time, I understand people. But it learning, also learning closes curve. the doors from people trying to just start a little bit. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. And like, yeah, that learning yeah. curve isn't like the best for everybody, which is good about Grange like, if you want to do this because we have the track. We also have the skid pad, and the skid pad's massive. So. If you went out there and it was your first time ever turning the wheel and putting your foot on the throttle and making it go sideways, you have plenty of room to like so spin out. Up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, and go wild. Just get, learn how to kill a pair of tires, and then you'll start to learn little things about your car, like you know your suspension setups and your tire pressures and what tires to use and how that's going to go down. Like it's it's all those little things kind of add up. But yeah. yeah, the best thing to do is like go out there to the skid pad and just try. And that's a safe environment where you're not in a parking lot. You're not around people. You're not around cops. And you can do whatever you want for as long as you want or until your car breaks. And like that'd be an awesome setup. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like I said, it's something that's piqued my interest for a little while. We were talking originally about, you know, renting out the track, inviting you guys out and doing like our time attack stuff, you know? But given that. I don't really want to do Grange as a time attack thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Yeah. yeah, I've moved to bigger tracks, and I just don't see myself enjoying Grange as a time attack track anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course. But drifting looks pretty fun. It looks like something I'd want to get into a little bit. And uh, maybe if we can set it up and invite some listeners, keep it relatively small just because I love the the relaxing atmosphere of it, you know? Just make it one big family thing and just yeah, have honestly. Yeah, barbecue and we'll we'll sit there and we'll take each other, take people out in the cars. Like, look, I have the Cressida. It's, I do drift taxi with that car all the yeah. time. I don't go on a single lap without a ride-along passenger in the RX-7. Because honestly, yeah. drifting to me and Alex, like, it's it literally isn't fun unless the homies are there. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to go to drive some big-ass event Oh, because so and so is throwing it, and there's like a company name behind it and stuff. It's like, well, like you know what? Honestly, man, like my friends aren't driving. I don't, I don't want to drive with you guys. You know, I, I had nothing against anybody. It's just I'd rather go there and hang out and have fun. It's supposed to be like I don't know. Kind of, yeah, who, yeah, who you're with makes a big, big difference. I it mean, does. Like Leo, no explain. I mean, <laughs> I tried going. Party, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, I tried party. Yeah. Oh, I tried going to an event without these guys, and I mean, I maybe put down like four laps because there just wasn't a reason for me to drive. It's boring. You know, like none of my friends were there. It was just a bunch of strangers. Like, I'm not there for, you know, Instagram cloud. I'm not there to make myself look good. I'm there to, you know, go out there and slide with the homies. All right. Well, we're going to get with you guys a little bit later after the recording and stuff, and uh, maybe we'll start planning something to do a little event. And we'll kind of start it out kind of like a, a clinic. Basically, let's get some people involved and 
if we have a good response to it and you know everything goes well, maybe we start start doing a regular thing too. Hell yeah, yeah. let's do I'll it. I'll turn the fox into a drift fox. Fuck it. Let's Dude. do it. <laughs> hey, they do great. Well, speaking of driving, let's get into our last segment here. So you guys both put down times for our simulator. Yep. And they did amazing. I, I uh, was uh, blindsided when I came in here, walk into the studio, and he's like, sit down. You need to put, <laughs> you need to lay down 10 laps. And I'm just like, what what, what, what do I do? Yeah, I've never driven with a little sim thing before. Uh, now you know how I feel. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to play a set of Corsa, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Xbox, and I'm poor, and I have Forza, me and Leo. Yeah. That's it, baby. Hey, That's all hey, it hey. fun, It's still fun. It's still what about fun. me? Yeah. Come you on. you have your computer, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You play Forza, too. I play Forza, Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're on, on there with us. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Alex is on there. But yeah. No, yeah, we, we need to get on and play Forza. It was fun setting lap times. Yeah. So for mm. the listeners that maybe don't remember, we started this a uh, couple months ago, I think. Yeah. I think a couple months ago we started this, and basically we're ripping off Top Gear a little bit. <laughs> yep. It <laughs> and works. our everyday driver in our own digital version. So what we're doing is everybody drives the same settings, the same car, the same track. And the settings are done so it's universal for anybody jumping in as a car guy or not a car guy, right? And we use the A86 from Initial D on, of course, uh, CW13 Button Willow because that's our local kind of like benchmark. So we actually had a new guest track record overall, really. <laughs> and Alex, from both honestly. yeah yeah and from both of you guys so both of you guys actually did really really good on this i wish i had more time to play with it a little bit more but yeah i mean i'm kind of stoked that i wasn't the last just like top gear how people come in they're like oh thank god i'm not the last person on the list yeah <laughs> no yeah I mean, jeremy clarkson sits there and hands you your t- it puts his time up on the on the board yeah no i'm i'm stoked that i'm not the last person i mean you were the fast says. you're the second fastest guest Second fastest guess, yeah, that's, that's good. That's not bad at all. Honestly, that's not it's bad at all. Good enough, but it's also a goal. But I'd like to also make the comment that we're using an A86, and uh, I call bullshit that a Corolla can do over 100 miles an hour. I'm just, <laughs> just saying that's BS. Before that, you know, those, that differential cooks itself and dies. Brandon Brand Vance would Chinese. like to argue with you. This is Takami's. Yeah, Takami's. It's not. I do have a normal one in there. That's slow as all hell. Oh my oh god, yeah. it was oh it yeah. was too slow. I actually got the initial D one because the regular A86 was too slow. That's that's the life right it there. It already. Felt slow. <laughs> That's the life, baby. Even slow. Baby. I had to keep it entertaining enough because I was sitting in there even for a while and going like, "Okay, no, no, this is too slow. I can't fucking do this." <laughs> it could also be a challenge though because of how slow it is. One little fucking mistake could ruin everything. It is, but this is also still a video game. That's and I need true. some speed, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I got you. Got you. Right. So I think this Should've ended up being speed, a good. Then. Well, too much speed, then it just gets ridiculous. You know what I mean? Well, I'm at the game, but. Oh, (laughs) so I thought this was a good balance and uh, we actually had RX-7 Alex put down his time first and he came in at 207, 207, 207, super hot onto that thing. Yep. Like Uh, that was, that was a fast, really good. He cheated. The the (laughs) fastest time by Corsa though. Well, not for road racing, just for, you know, for drifting. drifting simulation. Oh, yeah, we saw that in the beginning. You were tossing those corners pretty aggressive, going, oh, yeah, wait, I'm not supposed to slide it here. Yeah, I mean, I, I trail brake aggressively, even my own car when I take it road racing. Yeah. So I 
you know, I steer with both feet. So, <laughs> um, but no, I set a 207.55, which, you know, five seconds faster than the next time. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Oh, that's, that's a great time. You're going to be the time to beat. Um, I do, we do have a plan to have a guest on, a couple guests on that I know one of them practices a lot on a Seto Corsa. All right. I'd be interested to see how he does when he comes in finally. We'll see. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he'll be gunning for your time. <laughs> I'd like to see it. For right now, you're podium placed. And uh, Alex, speaking of podium, or I should say Alex A86. This is a pain in the ass, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Too many Alexes. You picked two Alexes. I, I, yeah. You know, it's just the way it ended up turning out. The worst part <laughs> is, this is like the least amount of Alexes we usually have. Yeah. Usually there's more Alexes than just us. Yeah, it's true. There usually is. Usually it's, stuff. usually it's three, maybe four. Yeah. No, he's right. That yeah. sounds like a nightmare, but all right. <laughs> but you ended up setting a, what is that? 21198 the I man got, that actually drives an A86. Yeah, I <laughs> you know, I, I do drive an A86. Did it have any similarities? Though? No, because I didn't smell gas inside the car. <laughs> <laughs> there was no fumes. It wasn't shaking. No wheel uh, bearing hum. There's, there's no wheel, bear- <laughs> wheel bearing hum. <laughs> Anybody with a Corolla right now is just sitting there going, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah, you're hearing your diff scream at you while you're driving. But yeah, oh. no, it was definitely. A, so a, we should have threw some rocks in a soda can and kind of rattled it next to you as you were going. And, and shook the seat for me at the same time. There you go. All yeah, right. All right. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a Corolla for sure. We're gonna die. Yeah. If you're not in if, fear of your life during the drive, then you're not driving a Corolla. Like, if it doesn't sound like a bucket of bolts tipped over next to you, is it really a Corolla? Not really. No. Ah. Yeah. Corollas are dangerous. Yeah. The joke has always been like these things are like. Uh, best way to describe them as a world war ii fighter plane because <coughs> it's just shaking and vibrating and making noise and things are moving and like it's just terrifying at all times but yeah so coming from a guy that daily drives a v8 swapped rx7 on 195s i've driven grip set up corollas and it still doesn't feel stable <laughs> yeah no he's right it's terrible yeah they're terrible they're the worst cars ever made. I love them. Don't buy them. Let me buy them. No, let, let them fall into my hands. There we go. Yeah. Wait, no, don't let you buy them. Let's just donate them to you. Donate all your cars to me. Yeah. You heard it. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Anything old school Japanese, I guess it's just going to fall. We're going to have to write a jingle for your, you know, like the cars for kids. Yeah. Roll up for Alex. Yeah. Fucking shit boxes in my backyard. Yeah. Like if this is Pokemon, you're like the bug trainer collecting all of one thing. <laughs> oh, you, got like, you got like three Caterpies. Yeah. Thanks. I'm man. out here trying to fill out my Pokedex, get one of everything i was a little autistic kid in that game thanks all right gentlemen well congratulations on your times i think uh there's gonna be guests coming after you that's gunning for you now i'm glad right. we got some good benchmarks in glad um, to hear it. any final comments before we close this episode out i mean honestly just go out and drive your car i say it all the time yeah have fun all right, yeah. and be on a lookout, I guess, for our drift clinic coming. Yeah, that's gonna be really cool. I right. think that'll be super, super fun. Um, real quick, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you guys before we close off? Um, 
in your local alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, the only, I guess, like the only thing on social media that I have is just uh, Instagram. I, I'm mostly on that. I do have Facebook, but I'm never on that except to like make fun of people from high school who have like three kids now. I'm like, you got. <laughs> it's like, welcome to the fat club, and you got old, and now you have three kids, and you're broke. It's kind of fun, like to sit there and be like, haha. Yeah. Is it so, really better though? Because you just have three Corollas, and you're fat and broke. Wait a minute, but I have dogs and I love my babies. There you go. Yeah. All right. Plus All right. one for dogs. Yeah, here. Plus, plus one for the dogs. dogs. I'm winning dogs life right now. Yeah, and then what is that Instagram? Oh, uh, it's a uh, Kanagawa hearts. So it's a K A N A G A W A underscore hearts. Yeah. Um, it's a long, it's a long one. Yeah. We'll make a post and tag you guys on it. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then, uh, Mine, my Instagram is Death Trap Goon, and my shop Instagram is Goon Race Service. I don't really post a lot, um, but like, hit me up on there if you ever need info on anything. You ever like got questions, need advice? Just you know, I try to respond as fast as I can, which is usually like you know in a week, not often. <laughs> <laughs> and if you ever need to remind me about something, keep hitting me up about it. Because I have the memory of a goldfish, so like if it's not in front of him, he just it, it's just out of sight, out of mind. Uh, I I bought cereal, I bought cereal every time I've gone to the grocery store in like the last two months, and I now have six boxes of the same cereal all unopened in the cabinet. <laughs> like if I can't see it, it does not exist. I'm sure. I'm no, no, sure no, your just, wife just, loves you for that. She does. Just this preparedness for a post-apocalyptic world. Does sure. it matter if they're all expired? No. <laughs> is, is, are you the reason for the shortage on uh, <laughs> on cereal right now? Because <laughs> you keep going back and buying everything? I might be. Yeah, thanks. I know for sure I'm the reason for the shortage of hot Cheetos. Yes. yes. I, I keep finding wheels I forgot I bought. Oh, nice. What? Nice. Yeah. Love it. All right, Manny, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find us? All right. You can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website, UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to send an unaccepted rave, I might have you guys submit some. You can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll, with that, we'll see everybody next Wednesday. <laughs>